This is Biz. I'm a part-time working mom with two full-blown kids. And I'm Teresa. I have a family business, two young kids, and a toddler. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, we play Would You Rather? Plus, Biz is escaping, Teresa has a case of the nerves, and we talk to Ineke Fitzclark of the podcast Minority Corner. Woo! I don't want to alarm anybody, but my kids are still not in school. (laughs) Yeah, and summer's over in my house. Yeah, and yours officially. I know, it's over. It's over. All right. Everyone is back at school. I just want to let people know Uh in just a handful of weeks, Teresa and I are going to be in Boston with our lovely producer, Hannah, Mm -hmm. doing our live show at City Space Saturday, September 14th. And our guest is going to be Liz Sauer from the blog Ghost in the Burbs. She's been on the show before. We just adore her and think it will be a really good time chatting about parenting with her. And I promise I will not make it all about the spooks. (laughs) (laughs) I'm super excited about that. I'm so glad that Liz can join us. Me too. So go over to OneBedMotherPodcast.com. Go to tour. Click on the show link. And uh, get your tickets. We want to make sure that you can get them because they may not be available at the door because we're really close to being out of tickets. So please get your tickets today. It's going to be super fun. We're going to be selling books and saying hello after the show like yeah. we always do. We love so meeting you guys hang when out. you come out. Yeah. So hang out. Form come. a weird line. Yeah. Lot, there's always lots of hugging of strangers in the line it's and great. bonding. So just yeah. like, yeah, please come out. Mm-hmm. Teresa. How are you? I'm feeling a little better now that I'm here, but I'm (laughs) pretty nervous today. It's Gracie's first day of third grade. Um, And it is the first day of Oscar's second week of kindergarten, but first like full week. So he had three days last week, which went great, by the way. Yeah, And he was very, very cute, very excited. Seems like that is going well. But... Having Gracie go to school, I don't even know. It's like it's like a physical feeling. It's like a sense memory. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> of like this like only bad things can come of this is the feeling that I have. Do you know what I mean? Sort like of an ominous Yeah, I mean the thing is is that it's incorrect. Oh sure. Because she's not in the place that she was when she had her first day of second grade. Right. She's in a better place. She's in a school that she really likes. Yes. She was happy to go today. Yes. She was looking forward to it. And they know her well there, and she went to summer school there, and it will be okay. But I (laughs) am still (laughs) scarred. There's a difference, guys. I'm scarred (laughs) from things that have happened in the recent past. And so the first day of school for me has a lot. There's just some. The only way I can describe it is there's something going on in my body that I can't really explain or control. Mm. And I'm just 
going to let it be what it is and get through today. And (laughs) hopefully I'll feel better tomorrow or later this week as things start to become normal again. Yes. I also know that many of you listening may be going through something similar today or this week or this month or next month. And so I'm also just thinking of all of you guys (laughs) and all of these feelings that we have when we go back to school. So uh, you guys are doing a great job. Yeah. I I just want to say I think it's actually a really good point that... You can have, not just you, Teresa, but us, the collective you, can have the, like, and I'll say ominous, the nervous, the worried, the, like, dread, like, nerve feeling, but also know it's going to be okay, right? Right. Like, I mean, you can can do, but, like, we all know it's going to be whatever it is. Yes. But based on your experiences... You know, you can validate the feelings that you have. Yeah, they didn't come from nowhere. Yeah, and you're allowed to express. These are the kind of expressions, I mean, these are the kinds of feelings that when you say them out in the world, people are always like, oh, don't worry. Yeah. It's going to be be great. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's true, but I'm still having a feeling experience here. Yeah. So here's to all the feeling experiences. Yeah. And, you know, remember that at Carline when you see all the parents on the first day, because just because... It's the first day of third grade doesn't mean it doesn't carry the same weight for somebody as the first day of kindergarten. Right. Right? Like everybody's coming to school with extra backpacks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I like that. Extra backpacks as a metaphor. Full of bananas. I really like that. (laughs) How are you, Biz? I'm not well. Oh, no. Come on, guys. Yeah. I'm fucking over it. It feels like this is like bonus summer now. Yeah. Because like lots of people are back in school. It feels no like no summer, summer programs yeah. are happening anymore. Right. There's no like, yeah. what can we go do today? Yeah. Both kids are like, you know, hyped that they had this last week. So there's a lot of like with Katie Bell, there's a lot of clinging, don't take away my last week of summer. And I'm mm. like, you can't watch television all day today. Yeah. Right? Like you can't, you gotta go to bed. Right. You know, like you're gonna have yeah. to wake up and shit. You yeah. know, and you could you could tell that she's starting to sour a little on yeah. that. And I was like, oh, and the days are long, and it's followed by a holiday weekend. So it, bleh. Um, <laughs> and it, I was, I'm just going to share this, that I, and I know there are obvious reasons. In fact, my therapist gave me one. When both kids were both home and I started losing my mind, I started to notice that with them both being home, with no interruption in my day of being with them, mm-hmm. I was going on my phone more. Way more. Yeah, right? I was pulling up the computer screen way more. Yeah. I was, okay, do you guys want to watch me play Zelda uh-huh. for an hour? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, and I know that all those things make me kind of feel bad in the mm-hmm. long run. They're not good fixes for me. But I couldn't, I almost like couldn't control myself. Yeah. I would be like, I would realize I was on them much later. And I did bring it up with my therapist and I mentioned it to you too. And my therapist was like, that's an escape. You're trying to escape. Yes. And I was like, I am trying to escape. Yeah. And, but I, it would, a better escape would just be probably running away. But I (laughs) I can't do that. Right? Like going to a movie. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Hiding in the bathroom for 24 hours. But I'm escaping on the device and I'm aware of it. Mm -hmm. I know that's why. Yeah. 
I don't particularly like it, yeah. but I'm just going to settle into it yeah. for the next week. Nice. I mean, just, you're not judging yourself. It just I'm is trying it hard is. not to judge myself because well, I'm not going anywhere good on the when I'm on the phone. Right. But I mean, like, what I like about this conversation is that this is more, like, what I've heard you say is more about, like, you notice how it affects you. Yeah. You know, and you know that you don't, like, love that or you know it's not perfect. But, like, yeah. you're not like, oh, I'm, I'm the worst. That yeah. I'm, doing I'm trying this. not. Well, you know? it's just, we just stay in all time, all day. So no one can see me on my devices. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm ignoring my children in public. Woo. <laughs> It's like, you know, it just kind of goes back to that. Like, would you rather get caught ignoring your children on your device out in public or knowing that only you are there to self-judge yourself about being on your devices when your mm. children are around? Which ties in nicely to what we're going to play today, which is a round of Would You Rather. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Biz and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yes. This is a fun idea. <laughs> I agree. I'm excited about playing the game, Would You Rather? For those of you who are not familiar with Would You Rather, this is played in lots of different ways. There are there are sort of different versions of this. I mean, Katie Bell has been coming home over the last three years with, would you rather marry him or would you rather marry him? Right? <laughs> would you rather, you know, like these kind of things. And, uh, you know, I think... When I was, like, in my, you know, 20s and stuff, it was the old, you know, you'd be at a bar. Would you rather, you know, with that person or with that person? Right, yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, she's also come home with the, like, would you rather be stung by a thousand bees or have or swallow a thousand bees? And I'm like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> neither. So I thought this might be fun to do with parenting things. Yes. And, you know. There might be some things we want to discuss. I might want to delve deeper. Uh So we've come up. Probably not. Probably not. We've come (laughs) up with some questions for each other. I will Uh start. Okay. Would you rather clean up animal puke, like pet puke, Uh or child's puke? Oh, animal puke. Yeah. I'm with you on this. Yeah. There's a lot, usually a lot (laughs) less of it. Kind of dries in a nice, neat area. It doesn't yeah. have the smell. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. And it's less like I'm less emotionally upset <laughs> yeah. by it because I'm just like, oh, someone puked, and I clean it up. Yeah. Whereas if like it's kid puke, you're like, oh, oh. are they okay? Is this gonna happen again? Now What's I have wrong? to take off work. Yeah. How are we gonna do this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm totally. Yeah. Let's go pet puke. <laughs> I say that laughing hysterically because I have a cat who's pukes like daily. Yeah. So I'm like one of my dogs goes. Yeah. Goodbye, carpet. Why do we have carpet? Anyway. All right. Do you have one? I have one for you. Yes. Okay. Or for us. Yeah. Would you rather go out on a date after your kids are asleep and you have put them to bed? You've done all the bedtime stuff. Yeah. Or just not go out at all. Wow, that is a great question. I didn't see that second part uh-huh, coming. I know. Ooh, and I got to tell you. Yeah. 
Ja, oh. mm, yeah. <laughs> I, this is so good, Teresa. Thank you. I gotta say, <laughs> I not just not go out at all, right? I I feel kind of like not go out at all because. Yeah. Even after I put the kids, and I've got kids that are, are very schedule-oriented, and they go down yeah. when they go down. Yeah. However, that doesn't mean there might not be pop-ups. Right. I'm still like, why am I paying a sitter to sit here right. while they're just sleeping? Right. You know. You have um, to get ready at that I gotta point I got to still get ready because I'm like getting ready end before. Of the day. Do I even tell the kids I'm leaving? Right. Yep. You know, These like, are, are they going to know? Right. Like, as opposed to just... You know, vegging out with my partner. Uh-huh. It's also more affordable uh-huh. to not be. Yeah. I mean, I gotta say. But even casting money aside, let's yeah. not use the money part of okay. the crutch. All right, let's don't. Let's, let's just, just agree we're not using matter. money for any of these things. Yes, let's just pretend that's never a factor. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> tears, tears, and crying. <laughs> so. I'm going to say I would stay, stay at home. home. Yeah. yeah. I think that's my answer to most of the time. Yeah, like there most have of been, the time. Yeah, yeah. Like there have been times where like Jesse and I really haven't been out of the house yeah. in a long time. Like especially when you have a baby. Mm-hmm. Like you have a baby and sometimes it's easier for you to put the baby down. Yeah. And then just go somewhere for an hour or two with your partner if you have yeah. somebody there watching them or just sitting in the room while they sleep. I feel like there have been times yeah. where I've been like, yes, this is totally worth it. I'm going to be tired tomorrow. Yeah. But this is worth it. But yes, I'm going <laughs> to say the sad truth yeah. is most of the time, if I've gone through all the of day, that at yeah. that point of the day and I've gotten everyone down in their sleep, I'm going to enjoy yeah. staying home so much more Can than I, going out. I'm going to just add on to this because this is possibly the truth and is the truth, but Really, that's who are we? I think one of the tricks is I accept this reality. I think something I'm going to start to implement is if we're making it a quote unquote date night and we're staying home to not go right to the couch. To, you know what I mean? To, like, yeah. make sure the computers are away. Yeah. Make sure, like, are we going to have, like, cheese and, you yeah. know, fun drinks after the kids are asleep? Yeah. Do we want to go out onto the porch? Do we want to be outside? Like, just mm, be in a different nice. space? Yeah. Might actually make it feel yeah. different. Totally. Yeah. That is a really, really nice idea. Mm, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Would you rather go on a trip solo with one child. So it's like you, uh-huh. you're the only parent uh-huh. and one of your children. Mm-hmm. Or go on a trip with your whole, all of your children, if you have more than one child, and your partner. This could also apply to if you only have one child, would you rather go just you and your child? Or would you rather go with the unit if that's the setup in your house? I think this really turns on the length of the trip Mm, for me. Like, if it's a day trip, a day outing, or maybe even, like, an overnight, I think I'd rather it just be myself and one kid. Yeah. If it's going to be, like, four days or something, I'd rather go all together because there's more 
I don't know. There's, there's just more to do. There's yeah. There's and there's more like taking turns with different people. Yeah. And, you know, there's a little chance for some mixing it up. Yeah, and yeah. like also because Curtis is still so little, yeah. like if I I wouldn't really want to be gone from him for a long time, mm. but it would also get boring if yeah. it was just me and him on a trip. <laughs> I know, <right>? Like <laughs> I know. I got to say this ties into another question that I'm actually going to tag on. Yeah. I'm just going to say well, actually, I'm going to tag this on, and then yeah. I'm going to have my answer, and it may change our answer. Okay, I also have a tag for Okay, this good. One. So, so my first my tag, tag. Okay. is, if you've got to go on a trip yeah. that's, like, far away, yeah. not too far away, let's just say it's five hours away, Okay, would you rather drive, mm-hmm. or would you rather fly? Mm. And I'm a little torn on this one, Yeah, if, in both situations... I got to admit, it'd probably go a little smoother if it was just me and one child. <laughs> yeah. That said, I really like my family. So yeah. I guess I'm all right taking everybody. But I mean, would you rather? would eh, rather just like one of the kids. Yeah. But between driving and flying, I'm torn because with driving, everything's just like neatly in there. You yeah. just, you get in the car once. Yeah. And I mean, obviously you're getting out as yeah. you go along. But everything's but in your car. We're all there. Yeah. And all the stuff. But the yeah. flight... Yeah. For all the hassle of like getting to the airport, how are you going to do that? Are you parking or are you taking a car? Are you, are you checking baggage or are you not checking baggage? How many bags do we have? Do we still have those bags? We've got to go potty. Have we all potty before we got on there? Right? Like there's so much work uh, yeah. to through security. There's so much work to get on the plane. Yeah. But you're it's much quicker, but then you're there. Yeah. You're there faster. It's an hour long flight. Yeah. yeah, it's an hour long flight. However, did we actually lose any time? Because by the time you go through security and you get the rental car, or get to wherever you're going, it's yeah. still five hours. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. I'm definitely, if it's a five hour trip, I'm definitely rather driving. Yeah. Like I'm, we can do that now. Yeah. We've done it. You guys, we yeah. do it. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I'm able to do that now. I think though, like, the one that w- the the limit though is like when we go to Northern California when we go fly to San Francisco, yeah. that if we're driving is really more like eight hours yeah. because of the stops. Right, that's and true. So for that we will fly because that's way too crazy yeah. to be in the car with the kids for that long. Yeah, I feel like we're now we're slowly getting into like rationalizing stuff. Yeah. So would you rather uh-huh. be in a car? Or on a plane? Car. I'm going to say plane. Mm. Just because everybody can kind of plug in uh-huh. in a way that we don't plug in. And I can plug in. Oh, okay. <laughs> a little oh, bit. You know yeah. what I mean? I see what you mean. But. Yeah. I don't oh, like all the transitions. Yeah. It's way too air, many transitions. I, I, I don't like that. Even uh, just for me. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Too many transitions <laughs> for me as a person. <laughs> all right. You had a tag on question? Oh yeah, mine more tags on to the first part yeah, of your question, sure. but like if it's a ro- if it is a road trip, yeah. would you rather drive with your whole family in the car for say it's 5 hours? Yeah. Or would you rather have Stefan take one of the kids and you take one of the kids and you each have your own car? I I think I'd rather everybody in the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Me- because there are so many questions in our car. Yeah. There's a lot of questions in yeah. our car. 
Yeah. They, it's not like we're suddenly in a car and people stopped talking. Yeah. They also don't sleep in the car. Yeah. And so I need at least always one other person able to answer a question. Oh, yeah. So even Katie Bell could answer an Ellis question. Ellis could answer a Katie Bell question. Stefan could answer any of the questions. Right? Like, yeah. I Because if I was just me and a child, yeah. I'd be like, I need you to be quiet now. Oh, totally. Right? So that, yeah. that's me. What about you? I think that I learned this yeah. summer that I would rather drive yep. and take one or two kids mm-hmm. and have Jesse take one or two kids for a couple reasons. Reason number one, Jesse and I both kind of prefer to drive. Yeah. So it's like, it's always kind of like, Ugh. yeah, like one of us has to not <laughs> drive and that's annoying. And then the other thing is that I just, I realized that when the whole family is together in the car, I... Take on everything. Yes. I take on literally everything. I care for every single person. And because Jesse ends up typically driving, I'm caring for all the people in the car and the dogs. And I somehow end up caring for him. Yeah. Because I'm like, well, where does he want to eat or when does he need to stop? And I'm I'm juggling all of that. And it sucks. Yeah. And so if we're separated... I know he's taking care of himself and whoever's yeah. in his car, and that's all set, and that feels great. Yeah. And then I just have to deal with myself and whoever's in my car, and it's a lot less people to take care of. I'm just getting on a plane. All right. Would you rather host a slumber party mm-hmm. or take your kids and their friends to a theme park? You are the only parent there in both Slumber party. Beep, 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 beep. Slumber party. Okay. Slumber party. All right. Even with the sleep disruptions? I could give two. Even like with people not going to bed? Yeah. I actually like a slumber party. Okay. So I know they're not going to sleep. Uh I know they're screaming. I mean, no one in our house is having a fucking slumber party till they're like over a certain age anyway. Uh So it's like they all can do their own thing. They don't need me. Okay. You know? Slumber party. 100%. Because we're all in one place okay and i have earplugs but you haven't done it i've had sleepovers oh i've had like sleepovers and that's totally again and it's been fine yeah it's been i'm totally fine stefan fucking hates it he'd rather take them i bet to a theme park me i'm like go for it if i don't hear bloody mary coming out of there in 10 minutes i'm coming in What about you? What would you rather? I'm not sure. I'm honestly not sure on this one. Okay. I think I might do the theme park for now. Mm, yeah. Like, I think my answer might be different when my other, when the other, like, siblings are a little older. Because right now I'm just so protective of sleep time. Yeah. Like, the one yeah. time we did it, I was like, I wanted to be more fun. And yeah. it was fine. But I was like more internally agitated than I wanted to be. Yeah. Like, I wanted it to be fun, and it wasn't. wasn't. I was, like, kind of not okay yeah. with the way it went. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think theme park, yeah. All right. Would you rather have to listen to one kid's, or to one kid's song mm-hmm. for the rest of your life uh-huh. or only have one kid's book to read <laughs> for the rest of your life? So anytime I want to listen to music, it's that's that the only song. choice I can it's hear. A, it is a kid's song. Or anytime I want to read something. It has to be like a kid's book. And I don't mean young adult. But I also want to throw in there that would you rather this game mm-hmm. sometimes just sort of assumes you're in hell. And right. so you're trapped in a room in hell. Yes. And if you're trapped in a room in hell and you only you have the book or the music, have? what would you rather? Yeah. I think all of these should be tensed a little bit with I think I Satan. Guess 
I guess I'll read the stupid book forever yeah. and be able to listen to any music I want forever. I think that might yeah, be my I guess. choice. That's not a bad idea. That's good. Because I feel like listening to the same song forever, and again, I am imagining being trapped in a small yeah. room, would eventually like make me crazy. I think so. Right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Fair answers. <laughs> All right. Would you rather have a child with a stomach bug, have a pet with a stomach bug, or have a spouse with a stomach bug? And this is, it's similar to the, because the first question I asked was, which would you rather clean up, right, right, basically? Right. Stomach bugs last a little while. Yeah. Things are coming out of lots of different places. Yeah. And it definitely affects your day. Yeah. All of them are not good. Yeah. Which would you rather have? And we're not allowed to choose ourselves. Yeah, we are not allowed to choose because ourselves. Because we would. Because we would. You know we would. And let me tell you, <laughs> we're going to have a topic very soon. I've been thinking about the, I just wish I was in an accident so that I wouldn't have to do anything. Yeah. Super fucked up, guys, and we need to I explore know. that more. I know. But in this case, you uh-huh. are still president of everything. Okay. And one of these three things in your house yeah. has the stomach flu. <sighs> I guess I'm going to go with the dogs. Sorry, dogs. Yeah. Even in, even though that means I have to take them to the vet for yeah. sure. Yeah. Right? Because, like, yeah. the thing about, like, kid or spouse having it is you don't necessarily have to take them anywhere. Yeah. But, but. it's so disruptive. Yeah. Either way, it's so disruptive and, like, upsetting. And, and I'll just say it. Loaded with some resentment. Yeah. Either way. Because if you have the kid and you have, like, a partner in your house, there's resentment that you're the one who's probably home taking care of the sickness. Yeah. Right? There's also the resentment. I'm sorry. I am in a very good, happy, healthy marriage. And I still get resentful when my husband gets sick. Yeah. It's just there. Yeah. I want to be hit by a bus. Come on. And you're right. I think with pets, sorry, pets. Yeah. But I don't have to have the full emotional, like... Uh, I wish I could be more with my kids and my spouse the way I am about the pets, which is that this is just something that happens. I'm here to take care of you and do whatever you need. I will take you to the vet if you need it. I will give you medicine if you need it. I will clean up after you. And I know you'll eventually get better or whatever. Like, I would be so much more emotionally detached from (laughs) that. And that's how I would like Like. to be with the others. (laughs) Would you rather be emotionally detached Yes. 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 All right. Last one. Okay. Would you rather have this life or a totally (laughs) different one? (laughs) Talk amongst yourselves. One Bad Mother is brought to you in part by Michelin Tires. Tires are a big part of my life living in Southern California and driving my three children to their three different schools and different appointments. Actually, tires are very important. So you know what you want? You want tires that perform well with every stop out of all of the many different stops that you're making. And that's where Michelin comes in. Look. The average family will stop some 90,000 times throughout the life of a tire. 
Michelin builds their tires to perform across every diaper run, pickup, drop-off, and road trip. When worn Michelin Premier all-season tires come to a complete stop, some other worn tires are still traveling over 15 miles per hour. So next time, when you're looking for new tires for the family car, consider Michelin Premier all-season tires. Michelin, performance every time. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Genius me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. So, my house is filled with stuff, and the toys are everywhere, and they're all mixed up. And about a month ago, I finally did what had been overdue for about a year and organized the toy bins into like it was like the it's like the small plastic toy bins yeah. into like animal action figures mm. dinosaurs cars yeah like all those little things and I it was a huge job because really it had I hadn't done it in like a year yeah. you had just been shoving stuff, stuff wherever yeah. for the longest time so I did it and I did it with the thought of like, well, I'm doing it now. I like hope this lasts as long as it can, but I realize that it's going to become a disaster area, <laughs> but I'm still going to do it. And yeah. I kind of like purged a few toys at the same time. The genius is that I did it, but also it was like a month ago and I've been trying to just pick up a little bit every single yeah. day. <laughs> like would seem like the normal thing that you would do, but yeah. I've actually just been doing it. Yeah. And like putting things back where they go whenever I can. Yeah. And it's actually lasted this time. Wow. I think it's like partially what's going on in our lives, but also yeah. like the ages that my yeah. kids are at, that things aren't just a total shit show all the time. And it's amazing. It's amazing to have these bins where I can look at them and see what goes <laughs> in each bin. And it's been there and it yeah. continues to be there. Good job. Yeah, that is you. a good job. Thanks. So, as you know, woohoo! Libraries. I love them. Katie Bell has had a library card for a while, but Ellis wanted a library card. So we got Ellis his very own library card, and he's like loved it so much and has taken it so seriously. And it sits next to his bed. And whenever we go to the library, he remembers it himself. He's been really into like checking out his own books. And he likes to tell everybody he's got his library card. And it, I don't know. It's just like, yeah, why, why can't he have his own library card? They're all tied to my account, you know? But yeah. like, it's just been really, it's just put like a new spin on the library for us. Cool. It's been really fun. I love that. Hi, me too, libraries. I love you. Hi, Biz and Teresa. I'm calling with a genius. Um, so my genius is that my husband, who's having knee surgery soon, uh, would be recovering um, just about one week post-surgery when it's my son's fourth birthday. So I figured he's turning four. He knows his birthday is in July, but he doesn't really know what date it's on. 
so I'm just having his birthday party and kind of pre-boning his birthday to the weekend before his dad's surgery. So we're going to do this family celebration as well as a celebration with his friends. And that way, my husband is there to help me put on the party. And he'll actually get to enjoy the party. And I won't be worried about him being in pain or recovering. And my kid has no idea that it's not his actual birthday. But it won't even matter because he'll be having fun. And we won't be stressed out. So, yeah, that's my genius. Um, thank you for your awesome show. Um, you guys are doing a good job. And I'm getting there, too. Thank you. <laughs> You're there. Yeah. You've arrived. You've arrived. This is such a good job. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. I just, yeah, just one less thing you have to worry about, in my opinion, when it comes to, like, my my children, I just keep lies like that going it all the time. It just harms no one. It harms no one. It's only no helpful. One. It's only helpful. You're doing a great job. Failures. Fail. 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 You suck. Fail me, Teresa. Okay, so I was getting Oscar and Curtis off to bed the other night, and Oscar's, like, security item, his lovey, his blankie, was in the wash, and it was going to be there soon, but he was probably going to fall asleep before it made it in there, Mm -hmm. and he was a little upset about that. And so he told me he just doesn't feel okay unless he has his blankie with him, and I told him, Oh, well, I totally understand that feeling because when I was your age, I had Bearby and he was my lovey and he was my bear and he was really special to me. And that's pretty much exactly how I felt at bedtime. If he wasn't there, I just didn't feel okay. Yeah. And so we went, I was telling him the story and Curtis was there too. And so then they start asking more about Bearby and where is Bearby now? Oh, God. And I told them, like, when you grow up, you stop needing Barbie and, the, you know, I don't need Barbie anymore. And I don't, <laughs> I didn't, like, get into, like, where he may yeah. be now. But like, yeah. I was just, like, I was trying to be, like, I'm, you know, you'll see when you get older, you won't. And then he's, like, I will always want Blakey. And I was, like, and that's fine if you will yeah. want Blakey. And it just spiraled out of control oh. so fast to the point where Curtis <gasps> walks out of the room and he's going around our house going, Barbie. Like, they just couldn't. The idea that I'd had this thing that was so special to me that just now I don't have it. Just like you, kids. (laughs) One day you'll move out. (laughs) So distressing to them at bedtime when I was just trying to commiserate and support my child. Oh, you're doing a a horrible job. That is a fail. That's horrible. (laughs) So last week, Stefan was out of town for a couple of days. And when he came back, he had a thing he was doing after work. So several days of him not being home at night. And it's like Friday, I guess. And Stefan's like, oh, hey, did you have you fed the fish already? And I was like, I haven't fed the oh, I haven't I haven't fed the fish at all. (laughs) And he was like, you haven't like this whole I was like, yeah, no, no. And don't use a tone. <laughs> Everybody else in this house yeah. got fed. Yeah. I wow. Yeah. Just it it just didn't even register. Yeah. Because that's his job. Uh-huh. He didn't say, remember to feed the right. fish. So right. this is it's Yeah it's my sh- fault. Well, it's a shared <laughs> It's a shared fail. Let's share everything. <laughs> 
Hi, this is Sarah from St. Charles, and I'm calling with a fail. My two-and-a-half-year-old son is a lot sometimes, and he said that he wanted some cheese. So I got out the sliced cheese, and I handed him a slice, and then he cried and said, no, he didn't want that cheese. He wanted to take his own slice from the block of sliced cheese. So I handed him the block of cheese, and he walked into the living room with it, and I did not have it in me at that point to deal with another screaming match, taking the cheese away from him. So I was just like, I will let him get the cheese slice that he wants off this slice block of cheese, and then I will put it back in the refrigerator. And then I went and did, I guess, something else, and then I came back, and I can't find the cheese. And it's not in the living room, and it's definitely not in the refrigerator, and it's not in his room. And I don't have the will to search too hard for it, honestly. I'm resigned to find it when I find it in whatever state that it's in. And I feel like it's a fail because I lost the cheese and because I have lost my will to find it. So anyway, I think you guys are awesome. You're doing a great job. I am overall doing a great job, except when it comes to this cheese situation. Anyway, have a good one. Bye. Amazing. This, this is really a glass half full, half empty sort of scenario, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Because th- there's a part of me that's like, no, you're genius for lowering that bar. Yeah. That bar, you know where it's the cheese is? The cheese. Under the bar. Yeah. It's very low now. That said, yeah, the cheese is somewhere in your house. Yeah. You're going to find it. You are, there's eventually. A really good chance it's nowhere good. <laughs> nowhere. It's going to be like that scene in Poltergeist where it just like things are disappearing that it just rains out of the ceiling. <laughs> just like, this is a watch from 1918. It's the cheese. Yep. Anyway, you're doing a horrible job. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem One Bad Mother is supported in part by ButcherBox. Woo, I love having a freezer full of meat. So ButcherBox delivers meat right to your door on dry ice. There's no commitment and you can cancel any time. You can choose from four curated boxes or customize your own box with exactly what you and your family love. New subscribers will receive ground beef for life. Holy cow, pardon the pun. That's right. Sign up today and ButcherBox will send you two pounds of 100% grass-fed, grass-finished beef free in every box for the life of your subscription. Plus, listeners will get an additional $20 off their first box. This is a limited time offer. Holy moly! For two pounds of 100% grass-fed beef, free in every box for the life of your subscription, plus $20 off your first box, go to butcherbox.com badmother or enter promo code badmother at checkout. Hey, Teresa, let's call someone today. 
This week, we are calling Neke Fitzclark, who is the co-host of the Maximum Fun Network podcast, Minority Corner. When not on the mic, Neke spends her days as an academic librarian helping all the college kids get those A's. She has recently become a mother and is looking forward to the adventure that lays ahead in this new scope of life. Welcome, Aneke. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Thank you, Fizz and Teresa. So excited. <laughs> Long-time listener, new caller. I got <laughs> I gotta tell you. On the podcast. I tend to derail right away when I'm talking to people. Oh, I love it. And I wonder if we should ever have the discussion in general about, like, do you put the fact that you're a parent in your bio or not? Uh, I know. I don't know. I know. That, oh, that's such a good point because I was struggling with that. I have a lot of friends on Instagram that would be like, oh, yeah, in my bio it says like, oh, I'm a professor, mother of yeah. so-and-so name of their child. And I, it, it's taken me a while. I still haven't put it on there. I, don't, yeah. I mean, I, I love the fact that I'm a mom now, but it's not my... I don't know. It's not my whole identity. It's well, a piece right. of it. It's like a little pie chart, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yes. A piece of pie that sometimes we're in the mood for, and sometimes we've had too much pie already. Um, get it out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> Teresa, what are you? You look like you want No, I just, I think it's a really, it feels like a betrayal to not include oh. it because it's what yeah, I spend so true. much of my time yeah, doing and thinking about. And so to right. not say it feels like inaccurate but at the same time i'm aware of yeah. what putting that down does yeah. I and know. i don't like it it could be you know what that's just it is that it's not about it's not about us it's about yeah. like how like how other people will read that yeah moms. exactly right. yeah, yeah. Exactly. and so like maybe we should put it in more but then it becomes like joking i always want to write something that's like she you know, does all this other stuff, but then she's fucking losing her life over yeah, exactly. working with these children yeah. all day. Yeah. But then people are like, wow, you shouldn't have had kids. And I'm like, wow, yeah. why are we having this discussion? Yeah. Do you see how I derail? Let's let's move on. Um, oh, no. <laughs> no, I love a derail. But I, I just wanted to add to yeah. it because it's a little bit of the same thing with being a librarian. Oh. Like, I I have the hardest time. Like I love being a, a librarian, but it's just all these connotations come up. Like there's like, ooh, are you sexy or ooh, are you going to tell me to be quiet? Or, like, oh, you must read a lot. So it's like it's sort of the same kind of conundrum. I could totally see yeah. that. We do have yeah. a very annoyingly specific of idea of what a librarian can be. Uh, let me be very clear. Yes female librarian once again we are addressing like you know all these roles Mm -hmm. we just cannot keep our mouths shut about (laughs) anything about anything Uh, i I just i don't even think about those halloween costume sexy librarian just the worst all right let's start with who lives in your house okay cool my house is a very, very fine house. Um, it has me, my husband, Andrew, my dog, Zelda, who is a mature woman of seven years. Nice. And my new little baby girl, uh, Maya. 
you six months. Oh, my oh, great Gugga Mugga yeah. six months. Wow. I know. How are you? Yeah. How you doing? I'm, uh, I mean, I feel very comfortable on this podcast saying this. I'm a mess. Yeah. I'm a, mm, <laughs> yeah. This is the place Play to say that. Us. Go ahead. Yeah. Tell us all about it. everything you need to say. <laughs> I know. Well, it's just, it's, okay, I have a, I, I was thinking about, this story because you know i listen and i know that you guys ask about who's in the house this guest appearance in this house kind of speaks to how i'm feeling right now so i come home from work i just started work about a week ago yeah and i come home from work (laughs) god my husband andrew is there watching tv it's pretty idyllic scene maya's in her bouncy thing like one of those jumpy things where she jumps around having a good time and then i look over to zelda's dog bed and guest appearance by Dead Possum. So. Wait a second. <laughs> Has anybody else aware that there's a dead possum in your house? And by the way, you have no. to make sure it's dead, right? You got to no, make sure. It was, oh, it was a mummified possum. It was oh, definitely wow. a dead possum. But it was like, okay, this is, yeah, this is life. Wow. Yeah, that's life. Wow, <laughs> that's yeah, that's life. Yeah, that's and wh- like, and somehow, and somehow, that has to do with the baby. Like, yeah, it do- like it's, yes. it wouldn't, it wouldn't if you didn't have the baby. Right. It would just be some crazy yes. shit that your dog did. But because you have the baby, yeah. and the baby is six months old, and because you just went back to work, yeah, exactly, it has to do with the baby now. Yeah, it well, has to do with everything. So yeah. Like, I used to be fine being just like a, a junkyard woman yeah. ro- roaming the land. <laughs> but now that I have to take care of a human, if yeah. there's a dead possum rolling around my house, I'm like, what? Why? What's happening? Yeah, yeah. This Life. would be definitely one of those things where I would be like, all right, Stefan, this is, I, I, you're doing a great job. Uh, things are different now. If there's a dead possum in the house... We're going to have to act on that. Yeah. <laughs> gonna, oh, Wild. Wow. Wildness. I know. That is exciting. <laughs> well, I want to talk about, you have multiple jobs here, it sounds like. But I want to talk about minority. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I want to talk about minority corner first. Why don't you tell us about, yeah, I mean, it's the same question we all got asked. How did you start yeah. the show? Why did you start the show? But, you oh, know, good totally. things come out of that. <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. So Minority Corner is on this, the same network. We're Max Fun siblings with you guys. Yeah. Me and my friend James, we met in college at UC Santa Cruz. And we just one day we were talking by the pool and we're like, you know what, we're, this would be fun to tape it. So we just <laughs> decided to tape it because, I mean, there's a lot of, let's just face it, white male voices yes. out on in the pod, podcast sphere. Even to now where I think there's a whole controversy where Conan O'Brien is saying that he's like such a revolutionary at podcasting on Variety magazine. What? It's like, yeah. Come on. It's the let's... cover of Variety and it's like how Conan and these other like what? TV stars all men yeah. out have have really made podcasting into a legitimate business. Model. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. No, it's like really it's 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 shameful. It's it's horrible. it's really annoying. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Because to be completely honest, Minority Corner has been l- around longer than yes. Conan's podcast. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, it has. It has. You are you are a hundred percent correct. I know. You know? So it's it's a little annoying, yeah. but so because of that, we wanted to get um, 
black, queer, female identifying voices out there that can really kind of, and that's not the only thing that we talk about. We right. must, we talk about pop culture, but all of that intersection goodness that you don't really, that you want to create a space for. Yes. So that's the, the, the impetus of the podcast. And we're also just like, we talk about stupid things too. Like, I mean, you got to keep it grounded, <laughs> you well, know, farts. All of that. I just have to interject and say it is so much fun. It is such a such an enjoyable show to listen to, and I can see why it's been going for so long. Particularly because I think a lot of people listen to podcasts to like just hang out with friends in their mind, basically. And like you and James are just such nice friends, and so (laughs) so much fun to like. You're just so much fun to hang out with. Yeah. Oh man, that's such a huge compliment coming from you guys. Like, uh, it's the same sort of feeling, you know. Especially now that I'm, I like used to listen to One Bad Mother, dabble in and out. Yeah. But as soon as I got pregnant, I started listening, and I was like, Oh god, I need this. This is like <laughs> the community. I'm a like I'm a Capricorn, so we don't really like to hang out with. Yeah, that I'm a Capricorn, so I Woo, yeah. I know. Let's go so organize this is a mom something. Mom group I need. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you're a librarian. <laughs> yes, exactly. I need order. Uh huh. You know, so, and to tell people but, like, what they like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel seen. So seen. That's right. But, like that's what you know. Coming from from both you guys, it's like highest of compliments. So thank you. Well, I want to talk a little bit. I want to ask, like, how. You guys have been doing the podcast for a while, and you definitely went in with one thought process. This is what we're going to talk about. We'll do this. But I I know it's true Mm -hmm. for us that as we've gone along, definitely things have changed in what we want to talk about, what we want to bring attention to, what we think is important. So how has the show evolved for you guys? Oh, my God, so much, because we talk about current events. Well, yeah, and things are current right now, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So through the podcast, things kind of fell apart here yeah. in this great nation of America. So, I mean, before it'd be like, oh, yay, Obama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that, and now it's like, ah, we got to, yeah. like, yeah. rally the troops. Oh, and yeah. it's a lot of, like, trying to stay positive, but also accepting that shit's crazy. Yeah. And, you know, being honest about that. And let's face it, even when we had a president who could read a book, yeah. things were still yeah. crazy, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, so yeah. just calling attention to all the kind of bright corners and dark corners. And it's I would say that we've kind of we've gotten more pointed in our conversations, <laughs> I would say, you know, does yes. that make sense? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, Oh, meandering, like, oh, I, I checked this thing out. Like, now it's more of like, oh, we have to talk about this. Like, for example, yeah. right before I, I started talking to you, I'm looking up how, you know, a regular person, like, because I've been feeling kind of helpless about the whole Amazon burning situation. So yeah. I'm like, what can I do? So now I'm that's going to be a corner on the podcast. I want to talk about that, you that's know, nice. just like yeah, meeting people where they're at. One of my main things that I'm fully full-fledged on board with is the the whole black maternal mortality oh my gosh going yeah. On in our yeah. yeah so yeah. i will always talk about that whenever given the chance because 
Like, let's be completely honest. I almost died. Yeah. So I gotta, I gotta pump that noise out as much as possible wherever I go because it's crucial. I work with a lot of um, baby nurses at the college. They're like a bunch of students that are studying to become nurses, and that's where you learn to really pay attention to your mm-hmm. implicit bias, which could save a life. You know? Oh yeah. Do you would so. you even mind sharing your story? Are you? Oh, of course. Are you kidding me? I'm the openest book <laughs> ever in the. I'm like. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's... out there with a yeah. sandwich board. Yeah. So um... okay. Good. Ding ding ding. Oh, yeah. Ding ding yeah, ding. Yeah, so I I got pregnant, and during my pregnancy, I was very healthy. Like, I was, like, insane blood pressure, like, great blood pressures. Everything was super healthy, super on board. But even that, I during that, I encountered some issues that could cause, that could attribute to the black maternal mortality. Like, for instance, early on in the pregnancy, the heartbeat, we couldn't hear it mm-hmm. that well. So I went in to, to get a double check with the heartbeat and the intake nurse asked me, oh, are you going to keep it? Just as just like what? an offshoot question. Yeah. Wow. That was wow. asked of me. And then oh my when for, God. I know, it was crazy. The next one was um, I was visibly pregnant. It was the first time I got my um, Tdap shot. Yeah. And you go into the, the injection lab. And the woman said, let me guess, are you getting the depo shot? And I had to say, and for those who don't know, depo is the birth control shot. Right. I had this, you know, point to my giant belly and say, like, excuse me, I just rolled in here like Violet from, you know, Willy Wonka. And you're asking that. So it's these like little tiny paper cuts that really kind of add up to truly understanding how I, I mean, I've, I've lived a privileged life. Like I have parents that have always encouraged education that have always told me like, Hey, you know, you deserve whatever you want. So I've always kind of busted down the doors. Yeah. Like, like a white man, let's be honest, you know? And that was one of the first times, not one of the first times, but real first explicit examples that I've seen like, Oh, I moved through this world differently like yep. people view me differently and this could affect how I live and, and die you know yeah the really intense part came after I um I gave her so I had to have a c-section it wasn't an emergency c-section because I had had um fibroid surgery mm. previously so I had to have the c-section and during the c-section my I hemorrhaged and my blood pressure spiked but they took note of that but they didn't really follow up with it I, I went home and uh, long story short, my incision looked weird. So I just went in for a doctor's appointment with any doctor. Just yeah. can you see this incision? What's going on with it? He was a black doctor. And I'm bringing that up because I specifically think that he was paying attention yeah. to these things, which, you know, first of all, he took me into his office, which I've never had before, like sitting in a doctor's like his, you know, writing office yeah. with like beautiful, like Basquiat art and stuff in it. He's writing and I know. I was like, oh my God, where am I? And he goes, you know what? Your incision is, is fine. So I'm thinking like, why? You didn't have to tell me this in his office. And he goes, but you need to go immediately to the emergency room right now because your blood pressures are way too high. I can't send you home. Wow. And 
that moment I think about all the time because black people are notoriously have high blood pressures. That's just kind of one of the things that is a part of being black. It could be cultural, it could be food, whatever, but it is. And someone might see that and just think, oh, she's a black woman. She has high blood pressure, send her home. Yeah. Thankfully, he was cognizant of the fact that that could be postpartum preeclampsia, mm. which it was. So I went to emergency room. I was, I think, a normal blood pressure. You want to have under 120 over 80. And I was 197 over like 100 and something. Ooh. I forget. So basically, I was close to having a stroke. And immediately pumped me with magnesium sulfate, I think it was. And I was in the hospital for about four days. And postpartum preeclampsia is a disorder that increases as time goes on. So if I hadn't gone to the doctor that day, my blood pressure would have just kept increasing. And then I would have had organ failure, heart failure, a seizure, and or die. And that's the leading, that's one of the main reasons black women die after giving birth. So it's these little indications that can be swatted away by bias, you yeah. know, that are so important for our healthcare professionals to understand. Because, first of all, the maternal mortality across all races and genders in the United States yeah. is the highest in developed nations, which yep. is crazy. Yeah. And then on top of that, Black women or female identifying have the highest, I think it's a 243% higher than white women. Yeah. Um, when of death rate, when giving birth or after. So it's, and it's across all, you know, economic education, wherever they live, it's the only indication is race. So that just speaks to the bias of the healthcare professional. And I mean, I saw firsthand, which is yeah. good. You know, yeah. so I just I'm really out there just like saying, like, you, you got to take care of yourself. The only person that can really if you feel weird, yeah. go to your doctor. Yeah, it's so hard when you have a newborn. Yeah, like, like I'm I thinking know. about all this stuff, and you told this whole story, and I'm thinking in the back of my mind, and all this with, with a, a newborn. newborn. Like Me whether too. you know whether you you know had to leave, separate from your baby, or your partner yeah. was there with your baby, or whatever you were doing. There's a baby there. Yeah, and you're dealing with That's that on top of yeah. it. You know. Well, yeah, yeah, because the inclination is you want to take care of the child first. That yes. switch yes. happens immediately. You're like, yeah. okay, yes. who cares about myself? I'm feeling kind yeah. of weird. Yes. I need yeah. to take care of this kid. But if you're not there, yeah, how can right. you take care of yeah. your kid? But right. culturally, you know? we're not told to do that. Right. I mean, we right. we've like spoken on the show a hundred times about like the moment people find out you're pregnant, they start taking away your instinct. They start insinuating oh God, you so don't true. know best. Don't eat this. Right. Don't do this. Uh, don't yes. worry about it. There'll be a doctor there. Yeah. Like all this stuff. And then suddenly you're left with a baby. Right. And, right. and now you're like, am I supposed to? Am I overreacting? Is it hormones? Is it like, I know. am I just... Being a female yeah. or whatever, and we're not we're not trusting our instinct. It's like really hard to fight for yourself. I mean, even if you went, I I think like yeah. how tired I would be going to see the doctor. And if I happened to get somebody who was like, "You're fine, go home," would I right. fight 
to stay and get a no. second opinion? No, Absolutely you would just go not. home and take care of your kid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, hey, by the way, good job. Yeah, good job. Good job. Oh, Seriously. thank you. Now you're my <laughs> official self-care hero in terms of like, yeah, I will go. Yeah. I will do it. It's imp- I mean, you have to. It's yeah. like, I, I mean, I. it's so hard. It's been the hardest thing because I'm still battling some stuff, you mm-hmm. know, and there's still some health things going on. But it it really is. I like I, I got to be here for my my kid. I have to. I have to be around for her to yeah. be disgusted with me as a teenager. You know, exactly I have right. to be around. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Who else like, is she gonna slam a door in the face of? I know. Yeah. It better I, be it me. Has to be me. That's <laughs> right. That's right. I want to wrap up on you being a librarian because uh, yeah, as everybody knows. We fucking love the library. It's the best. It's the best. In fact, my genius is that my five-year-old now has his own library card, and he Ah, thinks it's a delight, and my children are at the library right now. We, like, love the library so much. You're dealing with, like, college-age kids, right? Like that, you know, Uh so not only are you trying to kind of help point them in the direction of being aware of things that they need to be aware of, Totally. What about like the fake news stuff? I mean, oh my god! I want to know the library take on the fake news. <laughs> okay, so it's kind of weird to be in a profession, yeah, where our whole gig is being like, "Hey, understand what you're looking at. Understand your source. Source evaluation. What are you reading? What is that really communicating to?" And literally the attack on the election and everything has been about source evaluation. (laughs) The whole reason that we are in the predicament that we're in right now is because we're all just like scanning titles of articles, looking at these weirdo tweets and not really taking a moment to just say, oh, wait a minute, who wrote this tweet? Oh, so you're, let me look at, you know, infonews.net or whatever, you know, and follow that up and actually see how many posts are there or the background of this person who wrote this. That is like calling card academic librarian (laughs) steez. That's our whole jam is (laughs) what are you looking at? Understand what you are reading and what that represents. So, yeah, this whole fake news thing has been, like, number one primo, like, mission as a librarian is to get students and sometimes the other faculty to understand <laughs> that you can't just Google anything and take it for face value, you know? God, I I really like this. Okay, this, this is the image that's coming. I've had a couple of images coming yeah. to my head starting this. But I really yeah. like... The idea that, like, librarians. And by the way, uh-huh. I don't see sexy librarians. I see Good. badass can... librarians who are yes. very patient with people like which me. Which can be sexy. Yes, which, yeah, that, which I think is sexy. Yes, exactly. But there's all these librarians just being like, finally, this is what yes. we were trained for. Just like, oh my God. pick up your it's library so cards and let's go. <laughs> like, just, yes. I love it. I it's love true. it. We're all dusting off our cardigans yes. and putting. We're like ready to fight yes. this this business because it's like 
Google is excellent. The the amount of information yeah. that we're getting at our fingertips is, is like incredible. Yeah. But because of that, now people are posting whatever yep. and we have a bunch of flat earthers. I know. Like, it's like, I know. come on, we just proved it. Like the world is round. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. We all know, know that for a solid fact. That one's yes. a solid fact. My main question now and my husband he laughs at this, but whenever somebody asks me like, oh yeah, I heard this fact, I can't ever just yeah. go, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I have to go, where did you hear that from? Mm-hmm. And yes. then everybody's like, Ugh. <laughs> half of the time it's, oh, that's not, come on, yeah. like get with the program. That's, that's not, not news. <laughs> yeah. That's not a news source. Yeah. Right. Whoa. Oh my gosh. I'm and fun to guy, be around at parties. I know. I'm yeah. like, I would love to be around you at a party. I'm like, let's do it. Let's go correct people. I know. Yeah. <laughs> just be a really good time. And okay, thank oh. you so much for joining us. I legitimately oh could continue to ask you questions, but I, I, I have, love being here. I love having you here. We are so happy to have you here. <laughs> so we'll just have to have you back. Congratulations on uh, making a person. Good job. Oh, thank you. And thank you so much. for taking such good care of yourself. You are doing a great job. Thank you. Aw, I really appreciate that. Thank you, both of you. I love the podcast. I've been reading It Feels Good to Be Yourself to Maya. I've been just, like, um, enjoying listening to the podcast on my way to work <laughs> so I can like trans it's like a nice transition into like work neck a you know it's like I could still like, oh, yeah. mom with cursing talking yeah. you know yep. and like just to be in the company of some of the guests that you guys have like wow thanks for choosing podunk me I really appreciate it <laughs> it was awesome no no everybody go listen to Minority Corner and anybody who listened to the show today knows it's not podunk anything so okay Thank you for joining us. And uh, you're doing a great job. Thank you. You guys, too. Bye. (laughs) Bye. 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 Listen, I'm a hotshot Hollywood movie producer. You have until I finish my glass of kombucha to pitch me your idea. Go. All right. It's called Who Shot Ya? A movie podcast that isn't just a bunch of straight white dudes. I'm Ify Whitey the new host of the show, and a certified BBN. BBN? Buff black nerd. I'm Alonzo Duraldi, an elderly gay and legit film critic who wrote a book on Christmas movies. I'm Drea Clark, a loud white lady from Minnesota. Each week, we talk about a new movie in theaters and all the important issues going on in the film industry. It's like Guess Who's Coming to Dinner meets Cruising. And if it helps seal the deal, I can flex my muscles while we record each episode. I'm sorry, this is a podcast? I'm a movie producer. How did you get in here? Iffy, quick, start flexing. Bicep, lats, chest. Who Shot You? Dropping every Friday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, I'm Dave Hill from Show Business. And while I'm not from Canada... My grandfather Clarence Vincent Blake Sr. was, and he wouldn't shut up about it. My grandfather moved on to that great penalty box in the sky way back in the 80s. Still, 
All these years later, I can't help but wonder, what do we really know about Canada and its people? Which is why my friend Chris Gersbeck and I decided to make So, You're Canadian. Brand new podcast from the Maximum Fun Network, on which I attempt to get to know our neighbors to the north, one Canadian at a time. Coming to Maximum Fun, August 27th. And I'm not sorry. That was fun. Yeah. That was fun. She's the best. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, I mean, this is why the podcast is so delightful. This is why Minority Corner is so, it's like hanging out with friends. It really is. It really is. Corner with a K. Yeah, corner with a K. Don't be misled. Don't get confused. (laughs) That's right. You know what also is delightful and one would never want to get confused about? That is listening to a mom have a breakdown. Hey, everybody. Pretty sure this is a breakdown. If it's not, it's about to be. (laughs) Um, But, uh, God, where do I begin? My, um, we're moving, we're moving, and I have a three-year-old, and I have a one-year-old, and, um, my three-year-old is the kind of three-year-old that needs to push over, empty out, dismantle anything he comes in contact with, and I'm trying to stage our house so that we can sell it, and I found out a few weeks ago that... I don't even know what this means yet, but he has some sensory processing struggles. So the same kind of stuff you'd see with autism and OCD and ADHD, even though he doesn't or doesn't yet have any of those diagnoses. I don't know. I guess I've just always known that there's something that's been really hard, but it's been so insidious. Like, he's just never been able to, like, settle down very easily from car rides as an infant. He just cried the whole time. We would drive anywhere for months and months and months. But then we got over that, and I just thought, okay. Like, I don't know. He was my first kid, and um, I just find myself in the middle of this move, learning this information and trying to see him, and he's so frustrating. He's so frustrating. And I'm so worried that I'm just... (sighs) I just, I just, whew, I, uh, I just want to support him. I know that part of what, or at least I'm learning that part of what is hard for him, obviously, and for all kids to some degree, is that this is a big change going on, and it, I feel so bad that because I have all these stresses and there's this big change going on, he's so frustrating that I can't just support him more because he was just confused and scared about what this stuff means and I and I, I get so frustrated and uh, I know things will be better once we get through this house and, and I know actually we'll have more resources um, where we go but it's just I just feel like a failure <laughs> so I uh, thought I'd call you guys and tell you about it so thank you for whoever listens, who's listening, and um, you're all doing a great job. All right. Bye. We are all listening. Yep. And I am actually going to start by saying you're doing a remarkable job. This is a lot. I mean, you have 
a lot. And what I can speak to is the having a, a kid that's more. More comes in a lot of different shapes and sizes. And But that screaming alone in the car, the crying every time you're in a car for months and months and months completely left me affected. It was intense and it was hard. And that's just part of this picture you have going on. You are not a failure yeah. in any remote sense of the word. Nope. You are doing a great job, actually, and you're doing the best you can in a really, really tough situation. Yep. Three-year-olds. 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 And honestly, yeah. three-year-old, a three-year-old is enough. Like, three is so, it's so hard. And having a kid who has more needs and not knowing what's going on, but knowing there's something that further that you're going to explore there, that's a very specific place to be in your journey. Yeah. And that requires a lot of emotional energy sometimes. Yes. And having that going on while you're parenting yeah. is a lot. I mean, it's <laughs> it's sometimes it's too much. And especially when you, you're ha you're processing those feelings while you're while you're dealing with your child potentially having a tantrum or making a mess of something or not being able to stop getting into stuff over yeah. and over and over again while you're trying to get something done. Yeah. I mean, it's it's so much on one physical human body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um and when you the first time that you said He's so frustrating. Yeah. He's so frustrating. I just yeah. immediately was there. I was there, too. I was just so there and, like, just sending you so much yeah. love and that I, like, I know where you are and you're so, you're amazing. It's so hard. It is so frustrating. Yeah. And it's, yes. it's so much. I also just want to add one last thing, and that is you are not alone. You're not alone. Teresa, what did we learn today? We learned we would rather be doing so many different things. Actually, I always like that we would rather do different things from each other. Yeah. You know, we are not one person despite yeah. coming to this room every yeah. week. We also learned that we would rather things be easier, I think. Would yes. you rather things stay the way they are now or get easier? <laughs> <laughs> easier. Uh, yeah, we could have taken this show on a much more depressing yeah, and we dark place. Yeah. Yeah. But we didn't. Nope. Instead, we just talked a lot about puke um, and cleaning it up. We also learned that Neke and Minority Corner, with a K, she's wonderful. Yeah. She's wonderful. And I am so glad that she was willing to share her birth experience as well as her entire pregnancy experience with yeah. us. Again, ding, ding, ding. Every time we get to hear and share and talk, it allows us to be more aware. And being aware is good. <laughs> And it allows us to make changes that need to happen. We also learned we're coming to Boston, guys. Liz Sauer is going to meet us there, and we are going to have a really good time talking to her. 
I am very excited. If you have not already checked out Ghost in the Burbs and you like spooky things, go check it out. It's total delight. Everybody, the real thing that I learned today is that this is incredibly hard. I, I don't know if I'm just in a special place recently, but it is. It's really hard. You're thinking about fucking everything. Yeah. All the time. And not about yourself. <laughs> yeah. You're thinking about all the, what does the pet need? What do the kids need? Uh, why is my kid about the uh, school? I'm yeah. worried. Uh, what's drop-off going to be like? Uh, we have a move. We have another life yeah. change. We've got, yeah, I mean, like. What do we need to send with them? What do we need to say to somebody? What do we need to, yeah. I, I know that it doesn't necessarily help to say this because it provides no solution, but I'm really feeling the, this is fucking impossible. Uh-huh. How does anyone yeah. do anything? Yeah. It is. Sometimes it's impossible. That's my feeling experience yeah. today. Yeah. <laughs> and so as a result, I just we just really, really want to emphasize that we see you and you're doing a good job. Go out and see yourself yeah. and see others if you can. Yes. Because we're all doing it. Teresa, you really are doing a good job. I think about it when we're not in this room. I just <laughs> want amazing. you to know that. I'm like, God, Teresa's doing a good job. That's so nice. So just so you know. Thank you, Biz. Mm-hmm. You are also doing a very good job. Thank you. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Bunn, our producer, Hannah Smith, our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. Well, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, got low down mama blue. Oh, said Daddy, baby, bustin' by, got low down mama blue. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.